You Can't Sit With Me, hosted by Deanna Espear. Bitch. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to the You Can't Sit With Me podcast. Um, took a little break from having reality TV guests because I don't think they make for the best interviews. I mean, they're great. It's good to know all the information. But, you know, sometimes you just need someone to spice shit up. So I got the perfect person for you here today. And before I introduce my guest and we get into this episode, just want to remind you guys to Rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It is the most helpful thing you can do for the show. I hope you did it, anonymous guest. Um, also, you can join the secret Facebook group. It's called You Can't Sit With Me. This is where people kind of send show recommendations. We share our opinions about everything. This is how you can really engage in the conversation. And as of recently, for my I'm Such a Good Friend episodes and all others, you can submit questions stories rants anonymously via the website which is concertwithme.com slash submit you can be really really nasty on there won't judge you for it and today for this shooting the shit episode don't even know what we're going to talk about i have dan babic hey hey kitty cat cutie cat i'm so happy that you're on the podcast because i have recently been kind of looking for a co-host for the show and i think you're like like you're the number one person if i had to choose a co-host i would want you to just be my co-host permanently i know do you know what it might end up being you can't sit with us well right now no one can sit with us it's you can't sit with me but i would be totally down it just depends if you know your fan base resonates with me I, I, I'm sure they do, but the You Can't Sit With Us, po- there's a bunch of You Can't Sit With Us podcasts out there already on the internet, but I don't know. I just feel like it's either I'm bumming a guest or I'm just talking to myself, being a schizo, and I'm not entirely sure how I feel about the vibe of all this. I I just I just like talking to you. I feel like we always talk on Instagram. We always, I don't know, I feel like everything we say to each other on Instagram could be a podcast episode. I feel like that as well. And I feel like we have the same issue where everyone is so filtered these days. And it's like this fake movement of everyone's like, I'm unapologetically myself. I say what I think, but they don't. And it's really frustrating. And I think everyone, especially in America, uh, but all around the world now, everyone is so scared of saying what they really think because of cancel culture. Whereas I think that if you put yourself in the media, it's fair game. You know, I think that, you know, kids in schools and things can't go around, you know, kind of throwing shade and telling each other what they think about them. But if you put yourself in the public eye, if you put yourself on a reality show, if you make hundreds of millions of dollars as a celebrity, that's what comes with the job. And if you don't like it, then you can leave. So that's how it works, darlings. Yeah. Also, it's kind of a dumb thing to be afraid of cancel culture. I mean, I'm afraid of cancel culture, but at the same time, it's, you know, people call it cancel culture. I just call it getting educated and informed of something that where you may have gone wrong. So I'm just like, just over the whole thing. Everything fucking bugs me. Everything is annoying me on social media. We're going to get into this because I literally ever since, you know, quarantine, I've just been so uninterested in anything that happens on social media. And I know that we had the Black Lives Matter movement, which I was very invested in because I felt like I was educating myself and learning so much. But I'm just over the whole I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm so fucking fake on social media. Let's not lie to ourselves. Have you seen my filters? Yeah, like, come on. But (laughs) but, but I'm not fake about the fact that I'm fake. Like, I'm very upfront about it. Um, And yeah, we're just going to get into all those things because the world is going to shit and we are going to shit with it. And I think it's just worth a nice little chat to, um, I don't know, chat and put ourselves out there and maybe get canceled. But you know what? You might learn a thing or two from it. Exactly. And I think I saw uh, like a thing oh, probably a few months ago, which I posted. And what what I'm getting really pissed off with is, of course, you know, we're not politically correct, you and I. You know, we will say the wrong thing here or there. But, you know, we are, our intent is in the right place at all times. And I kind of heard something at the moment, like the other day, uh, pretty much saying that, you know, a revolution has many lanes. Be kind to yourself and to the others who are traveling in the same direction. Just keep your foot on the gas. And I think I'm getting really pissed off because, it's like, yes, like I, I don't know what to say at all times. I might not say the right thing, but my foot's on the gas. Like my intent is to move this, you know, society forward, you know, to try and stop racism, to try and stop all the issues that we're dealing with. Like our foot's on the gas, like our intent's in the right place. And just because someone might say a little, you know, the wrong phrase here or the wrong wording here or there, like we're all still learning. So I think everyone needs to take a deep breath 
And, you know, if someone's intense in the right place and they're working to create a better culture, then that's more important than saying the wrong thing here or saying the wrong thing there. Yeah, you're actually more prone to actually learning and improving and participating in the evolution of our culture when you are putting yourself out there and you are talking about things. Because if we all start censoring ourselves, we're going to go back to exactly where we were and we're not going to evolve. So, you know, I think that the people that are being cancelled, which, you know, hate cancel culture, are actually helping the movement as well. So we should also give those people credit for taking the hit um, for for a happier, better world, you know? Let's give them credit for that at least. Exactly. And I think what um, kind of angers me as well is um, I, don't, I don't really know what, I know what it means, this phrase, but it doesn't really make sense when I say it, but I know what it means, so I'm going to say it anyway. My mother is fabulous and she works in fashion. Well, she did, but now she's retired. And they used to always say in fashion, it's rooster to feather. It's rooster one day, feather duster the next. So rooster means like you could literally like, you know, be on top of your game. And then the next day, it doesn't matter that if you were a rooster for like 10 years, every single day for, you know, you know, 10 years every day in 10 years. But like, if you have one bad sales day, you're then feather duster. And I feel like that's where we are as a society. People aren't looking at the spectrum of everyone's full lives. If someone said the right thing, done great things their entire life, and they say one one bad thing on a podcast, one bad thing on a TV show, it's like they're cancelled. And it's like we need to start looking at people's full spectrum as, of a life and be like, well, hey, that person, you know, even with Stasi, yes, I'm talking about it. Like, of course she's a bitch. You know, she's a bitch. But that's why we love her. And she's made mistakes with what she's done. Uh, but, like, we need to look at the full spectrum. Like, yes, she's, you know, what she did was horrific with Faith, but... You know, up until this point, she's been a, you know, a see you next Tuesday, but she hasn't been racist really, or she hasn't really been that bad of a person. She's been entertaining as a reality show character. So yes, she does, you know, deserve ramifications to her actions and what she did, but it's not all of a sudden now she's the devil. She's always been a little bit devilish, but at the end of the day- She's always been the fucking devil. Yeah. Darcy's the fu- I'm the devil and I won't let you forget it. Like That's who she is. Like, it sorry. It is who she is. It's, it doesn't mean it's okay, but at the same time, you know, there's people that are not in the public eye doing way worse things and no one's getting cancelled for those things. So, you know, I hate, you know, the 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 American and his little suburban village, you know, being a fucking racist, um, teaching his children to be racist more than I hate Stasi. Yeah, and of course, she like, what she did was racist, but I think, you know, and I don't know her well, and, you know, we all carry racism because we're all fucking ignorant. We do. And we know? don't even know that we've got it there. But, you know, she's yeah. not like the biggest problem. She's part of the problem and she made a mistake that she's apologised for. But I think that the problem is Bravo just not diversified. The, the, I think Bravo is more to blame than actually Stasi, if I'm honest with you, because they, they are not diverse and they kind of glorify these shitty behaviours, which, you know, sometimes when it's done in the right way makes for good TV and others, it, you know, it's just not good. I agree, but we still kind of love it at the same time. And I think what I find... I've been bored of Stasi, so I'm kind of biased. So, like, I, I didn't like Stasi before that happened. I mean, I used to be her biggest fan, and then she kind of just, I don't know. I'm not so into her as, as I was anymore. I think what happens with these stars, like, you know, I hate Sheena. I hate you, Sheena. I hope you're listening. I effing hate you. And I'm not sure if you're friends with her, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think you might be. I don't know. But I think what happens yeah. is these people are like trash, you know, and that's why we love them. So we get involved at the beginning because they're just like a bunch of trash. But then they get a little bit of money and then they become snobberellas. And it's like, oh, no, that's why we didn't fall in love with you. We fell in love with the trash that you were, not the snobberella with the Why do you fucking hate Gina? I need to understand why you hate her. We haven't even done tip of the week yet, but I just need to know. I think she needs to take another horse tranquilizer and calm the fuck down. Yes, I did get, (laughs) uh, you know, behind the scenes information, whether it's true or not, that she takes horse tranquilizers and that's why she's so skinny. But I hate her because she was, like us all, she started off small, the waitress, sucking Eddie Sivaran's cock. And now she acts like she's never done anything in her life except for be a model and be famous. So I, uh, I'm i not a huge Brandy fan, but I, you know, I know of Brandy socially. She and earns her shit. She does, but, you know, she needs, to, she needs to stop on the fillers. That's a little much. But She actually looks awful. She does. Like she looks terrible. And that's women out there. That that's I know it's we're not ready for tip of the week or whatever you guys do on this show, but tip is stay away from fillers. 
Like, look at Kyle Richards. She's never done, well, she's done lots of things, but she's never put a filler in her face. And she gets everything Botoxed from, I swear, her, like, toes to her head up. But <laughs> Botox works. And if you get too much Botox, it goes away. But fillers permanently damage your face and you're better off to have a wrinkle. Unless you're really skinny like Bethany Frankel and or Rachel Zoe and you need the plump up. But for the most, the average girl or the average man, fillers are, you're like, your worst nightmare. That was a smooth transition into tip of the week. I think that's a very good tip because, you know, sometimes I have considered, well, I, I've i gotten fillers before, but not not the kind that fuck, fuck up your face. I've gotten fillers to fix um, broken things that I didn't want to be shown because I didn't want to go on the, under the knife. So I can't wait to go yeah. under the knife. The only reason I, I, I'm not plastic fantastic is because I'm too poor, but I will be Joan Rivers <laughs> 2.0. Let what, me assure what you. What would you do if? What would you do if you went under the knife? I, I, I'll tell you after if you tell me. Oh, absolutely. Okay, well, first of all, I have these two tumours. I call them tumours. Uh, I've got one tumour on my left hip and one tumour on my right hip, and I just have these big fucking love handles. So they need to be chopped off, chop, chop, chop. Uh, we'll chop <laughs> them off. We'll get the nose done because I think everyone needs a nose job. I've never met anyone that doesn't need a nose job. <laughs> doesn't exist and we'll get the, <laughs> we, you know, and just a bit of Botox and things but then I, I'd love to go to Simon Orian you know Epi One or however you say it that's not how you say it and just do the whole uh, like analyse my face and let's make it perfectly symmetrical and then I'd also get the veneers I'd get the perfect smile uh, I would like veneers yeah. so do you think like Emirata do you think that Kaya Gerber needs a nose job uh, everyone needs one why? Why? Because it's not symmetrical. You you like symmetry. I like symmetry. Um, I, I I think everyone needs a nose job. I've never met a person. If that- you were if you were my plastic surgeon, what would you do to me? And literally, trust me, I will not get offended. What? You're my plastic surgeon. I walk into your office. What do you fucking do? Um, do you know what? Right now, I'm so into. Um, I've been watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season two, and you know that Kevin guy that's like Lisa's party planner. He's like she she yeah. she darling. That's what I would be like as a plastic surgeon. I'd say, Beverly Hills. And I say, okay, I would get the nose. We need the nose because that's fabulous. Everyone needs a nose. I think everyone. So you would do a nose job on me? Straight away. I haven't seen your okay. tits, but most people need some tits as well. But I think, you're, you know, I think you're really pretty. I think just everyone needs a nose no, job. No, that's lovely of you, but I want to know. So you do nose job and tits. You, you wouldn't give me a bit of lipo on the butts because that's what I would do first. That's what first comes to mind for me. No, I don't even think you need the tits. Do you know why? Because you're quite small and I think you would look like a prostitute if you got tits. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would just do the nose. I think so everyone you're not, needs a nose. You're not, you're not into the prostitute look. No. No, no, no. I okay. think that's uh, that's not Beverly Hills, darling. She, she, she. I know. I think. I do you know what? I think if it was subtle, I could do with a with a little nice little perky pair of tits. I mean, my my tits are perky. I'm not gonna lie. Um, they are. But you know, they only they're only the right size when I'm on my period because you know they kind of blow up. Mm-hmm. But then once they shrink again, they're just a little too small. A little too small. And I'm not being like fake right now. Like, oh my God, you're so pretty. Like, you don't need anything. But you really don't. Do you know what I mean? You are a very attractive woman. No, but I do. Like, no, but I, you know, I, fair fair, fair point. The nose job, like, my nose kind of drops a little. It kind of bugs me sometimes. You know, some, if I take a selfie, that's the only thing you see. So I definitely see what you mean there. Um, But for me personally, I think I would do the, the butt before the tits because I think that maybe if my butt was a bit smaller, then my tits would not look so small. Yeah. You know what I mean? I appreciate the honesty. That's what I want on the fucking show. This is why you need to be my co-host. My tip of the week, that was a very smooth transition. Mine is not going to be as, you know, I guess explicit as the plastic surgery because I do try to make people go buy products even though I'm not sponsored. But, you know, I like the instant gratification. So I want people to listen to the episode and just be like, okay, I'm going to buy this shit and be fabulous. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. So... Um, I recently, I'm in London and whenever I go to London, I'm literally the shopping monster. (laughs) Like I can't explain, even if I'm in debt or I have no money, I'll just spend all the money I don't have because what, what else do you want to do in London? The weather sucks. People have yellow teeth. (laughs) By the way, people in London really fucking need to sort out their teeth. Um, so my tip of the week is this new so it's not advertised as an SPF, but we know because we're from LA, wear SPF every fucking day because you don't want those wrinkles. And um, there's this product called the Bronze Repair from Institute Esthederm Paris. Ooh. And so they it doesn't say SPF, but it has factor 30 and factor 50 in it. Hold on. That's my dad calling me. 
Daddy. Um, Dad, I'm in a po- I'm on a podcast. Well, okay, but you know it's difficult because you're never free. I'm never free. We're very busy people. Yeah, we're very busy, but I'm I'm recording now, so you're being recorded on the podcast. Hi, Daddy. Okay. So yeah, my guest says hi, Daddy. <laughs> so can I call you Daddy. back? Yeah, sure. Okay, bye. Oh my god, he's How so fancy. hot. He's got like such a hot accent. Yeah, like my friends really fancy my dad. That said, you know, thanks, Dad, for cutting me off while I'm giving the most epic tip in the whole entire world. So this is called a protective anti-wrinkle and firming face care. So it is the fucking best thing I've ever put on my face because it doesn't give that like white cast. You literally have no white cast. It's like a gel moisturizer and it kind of evens the skin tone and it really protects everything from sun sun damage. So it's not advertised as like SPF, block the sun rays. It's really this entire kind of treatment to actually help the skin regenerate itself, not give you clogged pores, not get, you know, stains from the sun. And it smells delicious. You can wear it on its own and it really evens out the skin tone or you can wear it under your makeup it's not overwhelming and it's a fabulous product they have it for face for the body they have a mist for the body which you don't need to rub in love that i wear it on my hands and this is how you stay a young bitch in la without getting too many fillers there you go so it relates to your tip that's you know it's um i'm like obsessed with creams and Oh, I don't know why. Whenever I talk to you, I just feel the need to like, I feel like I vent. Like, I just want to tell tell you everyone that I hate. I want to be like, here's the hundred people I hate and here's the one person I like. Okay, who's the top two celebrities you hate at the moment? And then I'll share because I have so many. Like, two is going to be really hard for me to to actually like, decide I, on. I feel like I really, do you know what? I, I love to hate Kyle Richards, even though I secretly love her because she's so, yeah. she's so, like so fun to annoy. She's so perfect, but she's so perfect. Like, her life is so fucking perfect. And sometimes I'm just like, why did it happen? to you why didn't it happen to me um, i think there's a little bit more behind the story i think she's a little i mean i i'm i'm not too sure i'm not fully sold on the whole kyle thing but she's very easily like rattled so like even if you say something negative about her on social media like she will reply like and that shows that she's a very insecure person so i'm gonna hate her to try and get a reaction okay yeah just for all the reaction that's the only reason i'm hating her um, and then who else am I hating? I don't know why. I've just been obsessed with The Real Housewives lately. And I'm going to hate on Brandy. I'm I'm going to hate on her for trying to take down Denise because I'm so team Denise. So, Brandy, I'm hating on you. And you hate on everyone else so I can hate on you. Yeah. Who do I if I hate every – like, give me a, the name of a celebrity, even someone that I'm a huge fan of, and I'll find a reason to fucking hate them. Mariah Carey. Like, like uh, Mariah Carey? She can't fucking sing anymore. Like, I, why would I like her? Get a singing coach. I don't know. And like, stop releasing music when you can't perform live. Britney I mean, Spears. There's a good segue. <laughs> ooh. See, this is why. This is why you're fucking professional. All these people hosting podcasts, they don't know what they're doing. And we have a real perfect. Why don't you have a podcast? Oh, wait, because you're going to be my co-host. Exactly. Um, exactly. So why reasons why I hate Britney Spears. Um, I do have a few, but I feel again, afraid of cancel culture. There are a few things that bug me about her. So I, you know, the videos, like I I think they're obnoxious and I know she's being happy. She's expressing herself with dancing, or maybe she's sending cryptic messages. We'll get into that, but (laughs) it just, it's, it's, why do you feel the need to put it on social media? I mean, I get the need because I fucking do it. Um, but the whole, like, if you are really in a, in a sticky situation, you know, and this may be your outlet to be happy, but stop it with the love you, love you, love Jesus. Like if, if you're feeling like shit, you don't have to say what's going on, but just be like, Hey guys, I felt really rough today. Any words of kindness would actually make me feel better. And I think that's what I'm missing from Brittany. So a a little bit of transparency without necessarily telling everything that's going on. So, you know, that's why people are coming up with all these conspiracy theories because, you know, we see a fucked up dance video, which great for her. She's expressing herself but no one knows what it means so then social media is not actually her expressing herself it's just her being an enigma and that bugs me about her um am i making a fair point am i gonna get cancelled maybe no i I think you're making a fair point i'd even take it a step further whereas uh, you know i'm team free britney but the videos aren't helping and i know she's expressing herself but she does look mentally ill in the dancing well okay Let, let's dissect this the dancing is not good so you know i appreciate no but you know what it's a, I, I i'm not 
dismissing the fact that she's expressing herself and she looks happy and you do you. But for me, you know, as a, a former performer, ugh, that was weird, a former performer, I think once you've done the biggest stages in the world and you are like a household name for being a stage performer, you cannot post a video where it looks like you've never taken a dance class in your life. And it's weird because she used to, and she, even a year ago when she was on stage, she could perform. And she was a good dancer and everyone agrees the general consensus is we're not sure if you can sing, but that's okay, but she's a great dancer. So everyone's been coming to her shows because she can dance and now it's like a year later and her conservatorship's, you know, up for potential renewal or, or, you know, getting rid of completely. And it's like, okay, well, like it's not really helping the case. So that makes me think, is this is there like Jamie behind the speed, you know, Jamie the father behind the scenes? Is it all manipulated? Does she really want to post this? Like, I'm not sure what's going on. Also, who's filming those videos? Because they look like they're taken from the back camera of the phone, not the front camera. Yeah, I think you're right. And I'm thinking Sam, the boyfriend's in on it a little bit. I don't know what's going on there, but he's very hot and I hope they're authentically in love because she deserves nothing but the best. But he's a little fame whore And it takes one to know one. I'm a fame whore. You're most likely a fame whore. (laughs) We're all fame whores. I mean, no, so I'm a fame whore. I love that we're going into this um, fame whoring. Let's discuss. So I'm a fame whore in the sense that I want my podcast to be the biggest podcast in the world so I can make more money. But at the same time, I have had so many opportunities to date famous people and I just can't get around to it. Like I cannot just be seen or date someone who's famous when they can't hold a conversation, they have no sex appeal and they have too much hair product in. I, I, I just cannot. So I'm a fame whore in a different way. Like, I'll say the most scandalous shit on the podcast to get more <laughs> views or whatever, um, even though recently I haven't been that scandalous because cancel culture ugh, ruined my life, but also important. But yeah, what, what, how is, what's your level of fame, Hall? Would you, would you fuck for fame? Tell me the truth. Here's the thing. No, I wouldn't. And I think that's why uh, intuitively, you know, that's why we connect because, you know, we both are outrageous, uh, to say the least. But at the end of the yeah. day, at our core, we're good people and... I, I I can't do it. And again, I've had offers. I always say I could be playing tennis right now. I just want to play tennis with daddy. I've had so many daddy, daddy, daddies. And I love daddies. I love the gray hair. I love the little double chin I like to flick. But if I'm not sexually attracted to them and it feels like a transaction, I can't do it. And I would have Same. the best life. I could be in London right now with you. We could be flying private, but I can't do it. And I'd, you know, I'd rather You can't be, be a Lala. You can't be a Lala. And I'm so... He's a pig, by the way. He just... <laughs> Why do you say so? I think he's just so fraudulent. I just think that... I think he's almost a bit... I think she's more fraudulent than he is. It's funny. I haven't watched Vanderpump Rules for a couple of seasons because I'm just so over them all. I mean, I watch Hero yeah, there. But I'm, I can't handle him. And I, he owes people so much money. And he's just got that piggy, slimy vibe about him. Him and PK, Dorit's husband, should be besties. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just gonna say he really like gives me some serious PK vibes. PK. Like they literally they look like brothers. They should be besties. I know they should. They look like sweaty Kokori brothers that are fat. <laughs> but Randall's got kind of some type of sex appeal. Like I don't know what it is, but like I would let him fuck me, and then after he fucked me, I never talked to him again. But there's something naughty about him. I think it's the arrogance, but you know what? Once you see a guy behind closed doors and you see all his insecurities, like just visualize Randall being stuck in a car because, you know, his tire broke. Would he be the manly man to repair the tire? No, he'd be shitting himself. And that, that, my friend, is recipe for cancel culture in Deanna Espy as well. Let me tell you, if a guy cannot fix a tire, I I never want to hear from him again. Do you know what's funny? I'm like, I, I, I actually, I can't name one person in Los Angeles that I know of who's a man and a straight man that can fix a tire. I can name a few. Maybe you've been dating the wrong people, my friend. I don't know. I can't. Yeah, I, do you know what, Diana? We need to set each other up. I feel, I feel like that would be. I mean, I've tried to set you up with like Persian Jews, but you need to convert. You said you were down to convert, though. I convert, you like, like the Jews. I love the Jews. I always say, when I was 13, I said to my mother, and I've told you this before. Where's my fucking bar mitzvah? Where's my fucking bar mitzvah? And my stupid grandmother. Oh, she's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> she's like cat, like she wouldn't let me. And I'm like, this is not fair. Like I'm like, we are not following what grandma wants. We are following what I want. And I want to be Jewish. But my only issue is, here's the thing. I heard that if you've got to convert, you've got to hurt, um, convert. Oh wait, I'm like going to explain this wrong to the like, um, like the really intense one. Like what's the really like the the most like like the orthodox, orthodox type? Jew. I don't think that's true. 
I don't think it's true anymore. I think you can go to like a very chill, casual, reformed synagogue and that would be fine. I, don't, I think maybe you've been around too many Persian Jews and they're very intense. But I think if you go for like a normal cool Jew like me, um, people would just be happy that you would go and take a couple Hebrew classes and just say your kids are Jewish yeah. personally. Like, That's how I see yeah, it. Yeah, like Kyle Richards, the way she did it. But I heard that like in order, maybe I'm wrong, I've got to like research it again. Um, I was upset because grandma is still really not on my side about this. So like it really makes me upset that she's not supporting my me converting to Judaism because she loves the Pope and I don't. But anyway, <laughs> um, but I heard to be like recognized in the state of Israel, like, cause I, I want to go that far. Like I want, I want birthright. You know? you know, you actually could really find yourself a really cute guy in Israel. There's like a big um, gay community in Israel. Like it's like known for it. It's really cool there. Like, Very open minded. I feel like in Israel, you would find like a gay guy who's like, I want to fucking marry you. Whereas in LA, people don't really settle down. I feel you. And I feel like I just want to, I love that song. Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv. Oh my God. Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv. And we can dance to it. Yeah, we could do like a whole video series where we make up dances for it. But wait, okay, let's do a cliff notes because we, we were originally going to talk about the Free Britney movement, let's but that's down it. the drain because we're just so busy talking about so many other things. I want to know what you know about this situation because, you know, I am an extremely hardworking person in the laziest way possible so am i going to do all the research on the free britney movement no i'm going to bring someone who knows everything and you know it's my podcast i'll take the credit for it but they are the brains behind the content so that's what i'm doing with you today sorry i took advantage of you you know i i I don't apologize i love taking advantage of people um do you want to explain what you know about the movement (laughs) it's so funny i've been diving deep and for all you like serious britney fans it's almost like you know when someone is like an artist or like if someone is a real fashion person and they they know that their history and the art behind it i would never claim to be a full britney because i don't fully know every aspect but what i think i i've been doing a lot of research and all of that and i've rewatched britney for the record and what I've noticed is uh, is that she is overlooked by everyone around her. And I think for the record, it's actually really good to see because it was starting to film a month after her breakdown, which first of all, if you've had a breakdown uh, and you need a conservator to control your life, why in the hell are you, are you filming a TV show and a documentary? Why in the hell are you recording a brand new album, filming music videos, doing appearances, on uh, How I Met Your Mother, if you are so unwell and so out of your mind and need a conservator, how can you get back to work? But the best thing about this 2008 Britney for the record is it takes place, you know, a couple, a month or two after she got a conservator. Um, so at that point, the reins aren't as in as much. They don't know how to control her as much. So you do get to see some levels of authenticity. And what I do see there, which I don't see now, is someone that's more comfortable in front of the camera because there is not someone uh, who is watching her and guiding her through the answers. When she's talking to the journalist, it's just her and the journalist. And what she was saying is, I think what breaks my heart in that, which I'm bringing to, to you know today's time, is she was saying, I'm sad. It doesn't matter how much I say I'm tired. It doesn't matter how much I say I'm angry. Uh, no one listens to me. And I'm very naive and I trust people. And she was even saying where she was getting ready, I think, for the circus video, she was saying how she was angry. And everyone was saying, <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm, like, really angry. Like, I'm really pissed off right now. And everyone's like, <laughs> and and it's that lack of transparency that I'm not really vibing with, you know, when it comes to all the stuff that she's posting. Yeah. And so. But she's not allowed. She's not allowed to say anything. I know. So there's that. So I'm like, I, even then she was saying, no one listens to me. And I, I, I you know, I, I feel like I'm trapped and it doesn't matter how much I say I'm upset with things. Everyone will just laugh it off and, and will, no one will take my thoughts seriously or value what I really feel. And, you know, going to today's where we are today like she's got no control and like she doesn't have a phone like she doesn't have access to a phone she's not allowed an iphone so something's going on and i think jamie i'm so not team jamie and i might be wrong but we have to make assumptions based on what we know he's a violent alcoholic he obviously there was a restraining order placed in him from her and britney's kids uh lynn has spoken britney's mother about him in her book and how violent and how horrible he was he's a man that's declared more bankruptcy 
than than anyone else I know on the planet. He's not a businessman. He um, so why should he be you know controlling someone's financial assets? And um, and she literally gave him one of the best positions in the music industry you can dream of. Some people work their whole lives to get to that position, and this guy's like burning it down to flame, burning it in flames. And I think it's and B- shout- burning it to ashes. Yeah. I don't know the expression. Yeah, whatever. And it's you know there's so much going on, and you know I could talk for ten hours about every little detail, but. I think Sharon Osbourne, yes, uh, that's that she's like literally an idol of mine. I'm like obsessed with like old women that are fabulous. She, Same. She pretty much said that nothing would surprise me when that much money is at stake. And I think it's like having more money than God would just be like someone like. A curse. Yeah. It's a curse. Jamie Spears wouldn't know what to do with like that. I've worked with famous people. You've worked with famous people. We both know famous people. I know people that have more money than Britney Spears and I see everyone around them taking advantage of them, stealing money. So I think two things are going on. I think he's overwhelmed by the money, Jamie, so he's trying to control that because he's never had money before. And I think everyone around her is trying to get a piece of the cake, even the attorneys. So last year, for example, she spent $400,000, which was approved, you know, for personal spending for this or that, which isn't a lot. Which is not that much. It's not that much for a celebrity, I feel like. No, not much. But her legal fees last year, and this was just for one attorney, this was just for the attorney that was on her conservator, he's now left, was $1.1 million. Wow. See, those are the facts I need. So that's, Those are the facts I need. Yeah, so that's being taken advantage of. Yeah. yeah. That's like over, so it's been over 20, that's almost, like over $20 million has gone out to attorney fees over the last 12 years since this conservative's gone on. And what do you think about people saying that, you know, the cryptic messages, you know, wear yellow if you need help and then she wears yellow? Like, what do you think? Do you think this is just like people looking too much into it and going crazy because they are super fans and creeps? Or do you actually think there's some truth to it? I don't. I actually don't believe that. And I don't either. I think that's a little nuts. And I think we're all at home and I think we're reading into it. And of course, out of, you know, hundreds of thousands of comments, there's going to be one where yellow, you know, and I'm sure right people are trying to capitalize on that as well. Again, to take advantage of her saying, see, I told her to wear yellow. She's wearing yellow and then try and get some type of fame or notoriety out of it. Or like feed the media a little bit because, you know, we we can't get anything. So people are just looking for a storyline, which we know as hosts and journalists, we do all the time. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've definitely twisted some shit just to make it look a certain way um, because I thought it'd be interesting for people. I'm, I'm not above that shit. No. And I, what I don't understand is because I know she's strong and she said that a few times and she even said that in a documentary and she said it a few times over the last 10 years. She said a lot of people don't realize that I'm actually very strong. I'm a strong woman. I'm not weak. I'm not, I don't just fall over every time something bad happens. I'm a strong woman. So because I know she's a strong woman and I've looked at her history, even to just be alive and where she is after everything that's gone on, I, what I don't understand is, you know, if she was in danger, maybe it's out of fear. Maybe she's scared for her life. I know Latoya Jackson went through something quite similar with her husband. She was a part of like the mafia and was controlling everything. She was scared she was going to die when she was being controlled. Um, so maybe she's actually scared for her life, but I don't know why she hasn't set up an interview, a live type thing that she's got approved and said, like, help me. That's all that it would need would be like, help me. This conservator is controlling my life. But she's not allowed to do that. If she did that, she could lose everything. That's, that's the loophole. Yeah. I, but I think, you know, I, I think there's no room to express anything. There's no room to even be yourself. I, I, I think I'd try and set it up some way, like do a live interview, like with a, like, I, I think she does have a tiny little bit of leeway behind the scenes. And I would hope uh, that she would. I mean, have- someone who's not allowed a phone. I mean, I literally got a phone when I was 12 and that was years ago. So where is the leeway? I, I don't know. I would, but you know, I would, cause she is smart and I do think she's smart. I would try and work out a contingency plan. Cause I'm, I'm thinking, Right now, the whole family's getting such bad PR, and I think everyone's cottoning on to it. So I'm sure they are trying to, uh, you know, and they have in the past, I, I think they have written things for her saying, stop being mean to my family, no one knows what's going on. I would try and get like an Instagram live, but would they approve a live? I don't think so. They would not approve yeah, a live. Right. That's one of the many things they would never fucking approve. She can't even text someone when she wants to. She doesn't have an iPhone. Yeah, but I would just try, and, and right now is not the time, is I would be pushing through a They're not going to approve a live. Yeah, you're right. 
They're never going to approve anything. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm this, when I, we are not saying here, I'm no Britney expert. I'm just seeing this flood my feed on social media. Can't be bothered to read all the articles about it, if I'm honest, because I don't have that kind of time. I'm too busy doing my skincare routine. <laughs> but I know that you love that shit. So you know what? Yeah, I do. And I think what's really uh, got me really into it is I've always been a Britney. I read everything about Britney. And... One, she actually has, has said in the past when people are, and, and journalists have asked, you know, what do you say to the people who, who say you haven't said enough? And she's hinted. She said, one day I'm going to write a really, really good book. And I know that book is coming whether it comes in five years, 10 years, 20 years, or even 50 years. But one day we're going to get a really good book. But I feel like this is my spiritual aspect of me because I'm 50% namaste and 50% fuck you. I literally think that you're 1% namaste and 99% fuck you, but let's see the 1%. 1%. There's actually 1% of maybe 1.2%. Um, like I, I've seen the, the, we have to talk about your goodbye letters or fuck you letters, but let's talk about, do the namaste 1% for no, now. No, no, yeah, I think that's something we do if I continue to come on your show. We do 1% of namaste every episode. Uh, yeah, literally. So here's my 1% of namaste. I think collectively as a society, we're all feeling something's up here. Something does not feel right. Intuitively, we're all know that something is not right that's going on right here. And I know that because my straight brother-in-laws who are like Australian and like, yeah, they're like. Like builders. surfer dudes, sell friendship bracelets on the beach, breezy highlights. We get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, carry on. Yeah, they're like, they're like really manly. Like I'm like, ah. Uh, every time they talk. Uh, but they've been asking me, like, Dan, what's going on with Britney? So I'm like, if these two, like, Aussies that are, like, so manly, my brothers-in-law, are, like, concerned about Britney and feel like something's going up. We should all be concerned yeah. about Britney. So that's that's what I feel. What are you feeling? You know what? Well, I don't feel like I have the, the knowledge necessary to share an opinion, but all I can say is from someone who's, you know, just following a couple of celebrities on social media, I don't look too much into it. I overanalyze TV shows personally. Um, the the posts themselves, something's off, you know, if someone's only outlet is to post a poor taste, no, a bad, uh, how can I explain this? A bad dance video. Sorry, I'm not trying to discriminate dan bad dancing, but what do you expect? Um, I think something's up. I think that we try to, you know, showcase our best selves. And she is literally showcasing her worst self. Um, we have seen her worst self all over the media. And I think that's a cry for help. Like, I truly believe that the, the general consensus that is, that's a cry for help. That's all I can say. And I'm someone I'm pretty perceptive. When I see something, I call it right away, you know, challenge accepted, Called it right away. Another excuse for self-indulgence. Post a black photo, black and white photo of yourself and everyone is going to love you because you're empowering women. Like I see right through that shit. And when I see Britney, I just see a cry for help. And I think everyone would say the same thing. I think you're right. And I think that, um, you know, and what's interesting is Lynn Spears, the mum. I'm team Lynn. I think that she's just got no, no idea what's going on and she's being kind of blacklisted out because she has a tumultuous relationship with, uh, Britney's father because he has been violent. He has, you know, destroyed her life essentially as, you know, when they were married because um, she was liking a lot of the free Britney comments. And I believe that Britney d has no access to her social media. Everything is filmed. Everything is posted to also make her look mentally ill because a lot of people uh, are saying, you know, she's fine, she can work, she can, you know, do lots of things. Why? Why can't she, uh, you know, have access to her money and control over her life? And I honestly think Jamie or Jamie's got people filming all of this because even with the questions, like, it almost reminds me of, I, I'm going to nickname her North Korea. Like, she's got no idea what's going on in the world. She's got no access to anything. So even when she does question times, like, a lot of you guys are asking questions, like, what's my favourite Disney movie? She's, like, frozen because Elsa, like, no one is asking that. Not one person. So, but she actually looks like, she dead set believes that people are asking her what her favourite movie is, what her favourite colour is, but and, and no one is. Everyone's asking, are you okay? I, I, I think she's got no... I, I think she's living in an alternative reality like in North Korea with everyone around her and she doesn't actually know what's really going on. 
I don't have your skills for, you know, a smooth segue, but, you know, I did mention the challenge accepted um, social media movement that's going on. And I really wanted to discuss with you because that is one of the things where I can really share an opinion. And, you know, all I wanted you to do was come on the podcast and share your opinion on Britney because I knew you were going to give it to us real. You know, I don't want some, you know, Britney super fan to come and give me the bias opinion. Did, have we covered Britney, you think? I think we have. I I, I think we've, okay. yeah. And it's been interesting, everyone, like, I can't wait to see what you guys think, because I think everyone's got a different opinion. Like, obviously, the diehard Britney fans are all diehard, but I'd love to know what the average, you know, Diana or Spear listener uh, believes, because, you know, a lot of your listeners are, some of them are diehard Britneys, but a lot of them are just celebrity and pop culture fanatics. So it'd be interesting to see what they ta- what they think's going on. Let us know on the Facebook group or by submitting anonymously on contactwithme.com slash submit, okay? Let's be a good plugger, yeah. plugger on this podcast. You know, that's what I, I thrive during a plug. I'm good at plugs. You are good at um, plugs. I'm good at plugs. You know what? I should be making more money for my plugs. Anyway, challenge accepted. Dan, were you pissed off when you saw the overwhelming amount of fucking black and white selfies? First of all, I actually found out a bit bit of information about this, which no one is aware of, obviously, but I just want to know how you felt when you saw all these pictures flooding your Instagram account. Well, again, see, you've got more leeway here than I do, but I don't give a fuck because I'm a man, so, but whatever. I originally thought, (laughs) I was a bit confused because they started off, I'm not sure about you, but my, (laughs) they started off not black and white with some of my friends. So they started off colour and then they went to black and white. So I thought, okay, what's going on here? And, you know, I haven't actually Googled what's going on in Turkey with the women and I'm sure it's horrific. So I really need to look into that. And I'm glad that it's getting, you know, maybe through people's black and white self. See, here's the thing. Like, I've got to know, I, I don't know what's going on in Turkey. I wish I did, but I don't. And whatever, I don't know. There's so much going on and I know it's horrific and I will Google that, but I've been Googling Britney. So now I'll move on to that. But it feels like it gets lost in translation. It starts off like a lot of things with really well intent and then people's ego takes over and they're just trying to find the hottest photo of themselves and face tune it and make it black and white and it's really about them showing their hottest selfie that they couldn't post because it was taken so long ago and they've already done a throwback Thursday from it and they've already reposted it a thousand times. So now and they, they get, couldn't post for a while because of BLM. So now they've got an opportunity to throw to really show the hottest photo of them and in black and white for a movement. Here's the thing. I don't like a chain. I always break the fucking chain, which is why I'm still single and like miserable in Europe and not thriving in LA with the fucking husband who's paying for my Mercedes. But um, I always break the fucking chain. And believe it or not, I don't like to jump on a train. That is something that I really pride myself in. So I will jump on a train if I think it is if there's, you know, some kind of value or purpose in it, which I'm sure there is. But what I saw on social media did not inspire me to take part in the movement. So, you know, when Black Lives Matter happened, I posted something about it because honestly, without even knowing, I have had what's considered by the Black community racist tendencies. And I wanted to change that. So I thought the best way is to come clean, to post something, to show my support, because I never had the intent of, you know, disregarding the Black community. So I posted something and I actually had Dom Roberts on the podcast, who was extremely helpful, who explained things to me that I would have never been able to fully grasp without really having an honest conversation with someone who could give me other side. Right. So I, and you know, I, I, I do, I have seen that there's a lot of racism in America. So I felt like, you know, as someone who I, I, I'm not going to say I'm, you know, popular or people follow me, but I do see that people look at my posts. I thought, you know what, if I can help in any way, I will help. I have people who are saying, hi, I have a GoFundMe page for my son who's ill. Can you share? I'm going to share because there is a purpose, there is a goal, and it can help someone. Anything that can help someone, obviously, I'm going to do it, right? I see all these photos and they are not informing me of what is going on. It is not telling me George Floyd has been murdered. It is not telling me, you know, you need to to go donate or sign a petition. All it's telling me is I support fucking women, but really I'm supporting my fucking self because I look good in this and it's black and white. So, you know, 
jumping on a train. And that kind of bugged me. And originally, I thought it was just to support women. And I thought it came from, you know, we've had this movement of Black Lives Matter that was so important in America. And now it's like, well, now let's make a movement for the Jews. And I'm not going to disregard I'm a Jew. I've, you know, been a victim of anti-Semitism. But I think that it's also important to give the Black community their moments because they've been literally wanting it for so long and they've never had the opportunity. Now, all these minorities are now, you know, look at me, look at me. And it kind of defeats the purpose of the Black Lives Matter. So originally, I think this is women trying to show that they're supportive. Bitch, you were trashing your best friend two minutes ago. Like, (laughs) no, you're not that supportive towards females. Literally every single person that I've seen posting this photo has been trashing other females. So I felt like a hypocrite doing it because I trash people for a living, first of all. (laughs) And second of all, in person, I actually support females literally go above and beyond to help my, you know, female peers in the industry or my friends or whatever. So I just felt like that is just another excuse for self-indulgence. And I do self-indulgence better than anyone I know. And I don't need a black and white photo to fucking do it and hide behind women supporting women movement. But then, so that that was my thought process behind it. So I didn't want to post. Okay, not that I diminish the movement, not that I don't think it's super important. I just felt like it was a hypocritical way to do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Then I see my friend who posted this. It's going to be a bit long. I'm just going to read it really quickly. I see many of my non-Turkish friends showing black and white photos of themselves as a challenge, but not knowing the reason or origin of the challenge. So here's my attempt to educate the little following I have. Please share this information if you want to support this movement so the message does not get lost in translation and so that the challenge won't lose its meaning. Turkey is one of the top countries when it comes to femicide, so they're killing women. Just just in 2019, we have had almost uh, 500 recorded femicides. Am I saying it right? Femicides. Sadly, many of them remain unrecorded and we have no real number as to how many women are murdered here every year. Just this week... We have had several women murdered. The government and our justice system does nothing to stop these crimes. Most often, the murderers barely get a slap on the wrist or no charges at all. As if this is not enough, our government is trying to abolish certain aspects of Istanbul Convention, which is a human rights treaty that protects women against domestic violence. So not only are they not trying to stop it, they're literally trying to make it legal for them to not stop it. Turkish people wake up every day to see a black and white photo of a woman who has been murdered on their Instagram feed, on their newspapers, on their TV screens. The black and white photo challenge started as a way for women to raise their voice, to stand in solidarity with the women we have lost, to show that one day it could be their picture that is plastered across news outlets with a black and white filter on top. I have seen so many of my international friends participate in this challenge without knowing the meaning. While I am aware that there is no ill will, it is important to remind ourselves why posting a picture with a black and white filter is a challenge to begin with. Okay, so now that I read this, I get it. I understand. And I do want to help the cause. Personally, I would not want to self-promote with a photo of myself. I would rather post a photo of a victim or a name of someone that I can look into and research and understand more about the actual situation. So posting a black and white photo of me is not challenging. I wouldn't call it a challenge. And I think it does not educate. And again, it got lost in translation, which is why I decided not to take part in the movement. What do you think, Dan? Bitchy Dan. I agree with you. And... I, you know, I, I've seen hundreds of black and white photos. But and I'll- I'm no fucking Gandhi. I'm not trying to be a preacher here. I'm not a fucking Gandhi. I don't support every woman. What about the, the women that are fucking assholes? I don't want to support them. Carry on. Yes, I agree with you. And I have seen hundreds of black and white photos and I was feeling bad because I was like, fuck, I, I actually don't know what this is about. I know it's about Turkish women. That's it. And that's because these black and white photos haven't done anything to create awareness. It's just Turkish women. That's all I got out of it was Turkish women. And actually, like, a lot of basic white girls saying, I did the hashtag black and white challenge. I nominate Diana Espia and, like, 10 other pictures. And also, you don't know the behind the scenes of this, which is a DM that you get from a girl. And it's like, I've decided to select 50 women that I really look up to to take part in this challenge. Nothing was mentioned about the Turkish woman. It was all just, I'm a basic bitch who wants to empower other basic bitches. And so let's come together and unite for a, a basic bitch super movement. I know, right? And I feel a bit... Hypocr- I don't want to take part in 
that. No. Sorry. No. I agree with you. And I was thinking I was going to the other day, but I was like, oh, my God, I'll get so And I didn't do it because I have so much respect for these Turkish women. Obviously, I've only just found out what it's about, so I'm going to do my research. But I'm like, I know I, I know a lot of what's been going on in Turkey, so I, I'm like, I didn't know the details, but I knew it was horrific. Um, and I was going to do a black and white women supporting women and, and tag a bunch of my gays. Uh, but then I thought, no, like, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful to the Turkish women. But... Uh, yeah, it just it just angers me that this is this is how narcissistic we all are. And of course, like as I said before, you got to put your foot on the the pedal. You got to put your foot on the gas as long as we move in the right direction. But it's not really going anywhere. It's just basic bitches nominating each other. And I'm, I'm repeating myself. When the Black Lives Matter happened, everyone who was posting was encouraging to sign petitions to donate to George Floyd's family. And to me, that is a movement that is creating change or that is helping someone in need. But this, to me, did not spread awareness. We both got it wrong. I thought it was just basic bitches supporting basic bitches. And so <laughs> I think with these trains and these movements, what we must keep in mind, which ugh, I hate being a fucking preacher. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I have to express my frustration with this topic. Um, do what feels right for you. You know what I mean? Don't feel like you have to do something because everyone else is doing it because most of the time it gets lost in translation and you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons. So if you don't know so much about a topic, either look into it or just do what feels right for you. And yeah, you may get called out for it and you'll learn from it. Live and learn. Relax. Okay. You're not a terrible person for being ignorant. You're only a terrible person for... I don't fucking know for being a shitty person. If you're ignorant, read about it and you can fix it. It's an easy fix. Okay. I'm not saying change is an easy fix, but educating yourself is an easy fix. You can read, you have a Wi-Fi connection and you know, it's kind of your job to do that. It is not your job to jump on a train to make yourself feel better. That is self-indulgent. That is what I don't stand for. And trust me, bitches, there is nobody more self-indulgent than I am. So I would fucking know. I, yeah, I, I thank you. I'm Diana Spear for president. And what angers me is I'm not American. That's never going to fly. I can't even get a fucking visa at this point. Oh, God. Let's talk about We can talk about that off air. I just went through it. Yeah. Just got approved. Yeah. Thank God. But Kill do I me. Really want I, that? I don't, don't want to marry like a gross, disgusting, you know, pervy desperado to get a visa. That's not going to happen. That That's how I know I'm not a full blown fame whore. I know. It, it just, yeah, but you, there is a way. So I'll, I'll talk to you off air, but I think what angers me uh, before we get going about the, the movement is I really like lasting change and because of the way that's gone about this, about the whole, you know, black and white selfie, tag the girls, no one really knows what's going on. And secondly, this is just going to be forgotten about. Like, and, it, and it's going to really... Also, be, yeah. can we also mention that it completely defeats the purpose of the Black Lives Matter movement because I think we should actually embrace everyone's color so it kind of like it's too soon after such a big movement in america to to happen i i understand that the need for these movements is there and that we need to talk about them but i think it's a little too soon after something very traumatic is happening um in america to start you know using black and white filters i think we should show color and like show every woman's skin color i think that's really important as well i never thought of that but you're so right Look at me being all fucking intellectual. You're like I don't know, Dan. I I thought we were going to be dumber on this episode. I can't believe how clever we are. Maybe I should reconsider my career. Do you know what it is? Because I'm one percent Namaste, but you're one point five percent Namaste. Fuck you. I'm like zero point five percent Namaste. I think you brought out maybe the other one zero one percent of Namaste in me. Well, no, it was never in me. Maybe you changed me. Maybe I really feel like you've changed me. I feel like you changed me. You boosted my ego when you came on my last podcast and you told me I was better than Kelty. I do. do you know, I actually haven't been following Kelty's career lately. But again, I, I, I really like her though. But uh, I don't know. I feel like you're more authentic. I feel like you've got that. You don't have uh, a wall up and you're not so careful. You just say what's on your mind. I know. I have been more careful now because I'm like, dating around and I feel like that doesn't always fly on my Instagram stories I feel more like trashy and unfiltered when I'm in a safe relationship and I can just be my trashy self on stories and then once I'm dating and I know the guy I like is looking at my stories I try to shut the fuck up so I'm like cancel culturing myself while I'm dating which seems to be like a really big problem now I feel you and it's interesting because I've just started to talk I'm actually kind of talking to someone that's on uh Britney Spears's boyfriend's team 
one of his closest people. And same whoring, love it, love it, great. And I was like, oh my god, can I like, you know, say mean things about Sam? And I was like, yes, I can, because at the end of the day, this is what I've learned uh, in quarantine, and I've only come here the last three months. And I thought I was here before, but I wasn't. I actually don't give a fuck anymore. And it's my opinion. And before, I would be very careful, even on your podcast, making sure I don't bring up Sam, the boyfriend, because I'm talking to someone that's on his team and I think he's cute. But now I'm like, I am who I am. That's my fucking opinion. And if you like it, great. And if you don't like it, who cares? I don't like a lot of people's opinions, but it doesn't mean that I, I'm not going to be friends with them. And if you feel like you have... um you know, the facts to maybe change my opinion, be my guest. I'm down to understand, but like, fuck you if you don't like me. What I was going to ask you as well, um, because you are, we are really being Gandhi. I love it. Because you are in Switzerland (laughs) and you're not in LA at the moment. And I've noticed even being in LA in quarantine, I've realized who my real friends are. And I realized that when the parties go away, when, you know, when when I'm at home alone, nothing's going on. I've been a little sad, uh, but I, I'm getting through it because I've realised I thought I had all these incredible friends around me and I realised they weren't friends at all because a friend checks on a friend, a friend messages a friend, a, a friend spends time with a friend even if it's not in physical form, but, you know, that, you, you, communicates with you and I felt that yeah. in LA. How have you dealt with that in Switzerland, being in a different country in kind of quarantine? Have you had a similar experience where you found, oh, fuck, I, you know, like a lot of who I thought my friends aren't or have you had a – have you – Not so much. Yeah. Not so much about friendship because I moved to LA when I was around 27 and I had been through so much friendship drama and traumas and I made it a point when I moved to LA, hence why you can't sit with me because if I can't sit with you, then fuck you. Um, I made it a point to really pick my friends wisely mm-hmm. because – you are so heavily influenced by your friends, especially when you live somewhere like LA, you don't have your family that I was very actually cautious about this. So I felt like all my friends I made in LA were still checking on me, still great. But I will say that during quarantine, you really get to see people's fucking true colors. You see who's rich, you see who's got a vacation house, you see who decides to spend their time doing TikToks, you see who decides to do a basic bitch whipped coffee, which I've done. <laughs> don't, don't, don't hate me. You see who is trying to start a new business, you see who's actually trying to be proactive and I think that it really gave the opportunity to see what people's true colors were without being at the club showing your watch showing your bottles and so in that sense yeah I think I feel like quarantine has been very eye-opening for a lot of people which um also made me realize about myself how fucking thirsty and desperate I was Mm. because I always thought I'm having so much fun with my friends I don't need to fucking date and all I wanted to do during quarantine was go out on a date even with the ugliest motherfucker (laughs) who's boring as fuck just to like feel um, just just to feel like I'm being appreciated by someone for a hot second do you know what I mean I'm I'm really an, an attention whore I really am a fucking attention whore that's what I've come to realize during quarantine yeah, it, it's interesting because I'm not sure about your love life completely, but I, uh, this is a whole other podcast. I could literally talk to you for hours, but I have never been in a relationship uh, ever. And I've never been on more than three or four dates with someone. And so I don't even know what that feels like, but obviously, because I've spent a lot of time alone, you know, I, I've been thinking about it a little more, uh, but I don't even know what that feels like. And I find myself like lying in bed every morning. I'm like, what would it even feel like to just have someone next to me or like on top of me? Let me tell you the other side of this. It's also been eye-opening in the sense that like I did feel lonely and I wanted the attention, but it also made me think twice now when I decide to date a guy because now I'm like asking myself, would I not want to rip his eyeballs off if I was quarantined with this person? And that's also a factor that I've taken into account that I didn't use to before. Before I was like, hog guy, done go I'm superficial I'm shallow get me in there this guy's so hot and I'm like this guy is hot but can I bear the his smelly breath in the morning when I'm waking up next to him and have to handle this inside the house all day or can I bear his you know leaving his dishes with his fucking avocado in the sink no probably not so you know it it, it it was very eye-opening. And so I think that you're not missing out because if you don't know what it's like to be in a relationship, if you had been in one before quarantine, you would have probably wanted to kill that person. 
you you need to know what's right for you. You need to go. You need to date a, cu- a couple of people to know what's right for you before you get locked up with someone. You are literally onto something, Diane Espia. Because I mean, would you want yeah. to quarantine with them? That's the question that everyone needs to start asking themselves. Would you like? Don't ask yourself. Does he have a good job? Does he have the right value? No. Would you fucking quarantine yourself with them? That's the new question you need to ask yourself before you you date someone. Oh my god! Look, look at you. You're you're one point five percent Gandhi, one point five percent Patty Singer. And then, you know, and the rest, fuck you. I love it. I'm not I'm not going to fucking publish this podcast. This is like my most shameful moment on the internet. Preacher, Deanna, like peace and love, like giving <laughs> advice. Like, who am I, Dan? Please, before this gets any worse, let everyone know where they can find you. Share all your socials, your details, everything. It's so funny. I've got like a catchphrase that I just go automatically into when I'm sharing my details. But I'm just going to do it. Why not? You can find me on the Instagram at Dan Babic. That's D-A-N-B-A-B-I-C, bitches. And I'm sure you're going to post it as well. My website's not-basic.com. Yes, I have the world's best email. It's dan at not-basic.com. And uh, you'll find me on social media. My website's kind of shit. It's just like there because I am a fame whore and I, if like casting people see it, I need to have somewhere for them to go. But I'm working on it. And uh, Diana, I want to do with this with you again. I literally could talk you're my to you co-host we're gonna do this every week and i'm gonna change my podcast name i'm not even joking dan. um dan i fucking adore you if you ever feel lonely and want to kill yourself during quarantine just please text me because i always have time for you you're and didn't by the way diana i was gonna ask you do you ever sleep i swear like it doesn't matter what time it is i swear like you've always like just been online on instagram within the hour because i get so many dms just like so hard you know like being so famous you know it's like really difficult so hard so hard thank you so much for listening to the you can't say with me podcast just a quick reminder rate and review the show on apple Podcasts. it is the most helpful and supportive thing you can do for this show also if you would like to engage in the conversation yourself you're welcome to request to join the secret facebook group it's called you can't sit with me don't forget to look for it but all really annoying and thirsty plugs aside hope you enjoy this episode